Have you ever wished that when you were going through something that Jesus could be right there, that you could touch the hem of his cloak, that you could have his hands just touch your head and pray for your healing, that he could be just so present with you? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. And we've got really good news for you because the reality is that we can connect to Jesus like that. And he is with us in ways that are so much closer than we think. And we're going to unpack that topic today and discuss the reality that Jesus Christ is still alive and he's still working. And we can receive from him just like the people did in the days when Jesus walked on the earth. Hey, I want to welcome you to the Be Healed podcast. This is where we are dedicated to helping you receive biblical knowledge and truth about healing. And I'm your host, Steve Hannett, and our ministry has been in the healing uh, work of God for more than 20 years. And you can expect from this podcast uh, just a whole lot of interviews and testimonies and teachings that are going to grow your faith. Well, with me today, I've got John Napar. He's a close friend of mine. He is a co-laborer in ministry with Every House. He's the pastor of Bethel Church, located in the United States, in New Jersey. And he has been in ministry for quite a while uh, in the United States and also has done extensive ministry in Indonesia and in Toronto, Canada, Atlanta, Georgia. He's been all around. Uh, He's the author of a three-book series called Understanding the Almighty. And his three books are God Culture, Yahweh Revealed, and Secrets of the Father. He's a blessed man. He operates in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm so thankful to have John with us today to kind of really help us understand the reality, the practical realities that Jesus is still alive. And we should be expecting so much more than we often expect from the Christian life. So, John, welcome to the Be Healed podcast. Thank you so much, Pastor Steve. It is a pleasure and a blessing for me to be with you, with you here today. Amen. So, John, I don't think the statement that Jesus is still alive is going to be that dramatic to people. You know, we, we, we have resurrection services on Easter. We have this idea that Jesus is alive. We pray to Jesus. We, we think about Jesus. But yet, you've got a conviction in your heart that we don't really understand this idea deeply. Can you kind of talk with us about what does it mean that Jesus is still alive? Why is that impacting your heart so deeply? This whole idea of Jesus being alive came to me actually a couple of years ago through a sermon that I heard you preach, Pastor Stephen. Mm-hmm. And, and you said that. Oftentimes, as Christians, we treat Jesus as a distant memory. And when you said that, it's something that resonated in my spirit and continues to resonate in my spirit even today. And then I began searching scripture and just uh, uh, just learning more about the resurrected Jesus Christ. And in the book of Acts, there is an incident when Paul was in jail, and it actually says that the Lord stood next to him. Mm. And this is talking about the resurrected Jesus Christ at the time. And we know the the power and the miraculous power of God that Paul walked in. And it just solidified in my heart the fact that we need to get a revelation that 
Jesus is alive is not a bumper sticker. It's not a slogan. Mm. He really is alive and he really is active in our lives. And part of us, in truth, Jesus stands next to us every single day of our lives. That's a powerful thought that if we really grab this idea that Jesus is standing next to us. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What kind of impact would that have on our life? Oh, my goodness. It's like having a friend, you know, and, and, a, and a doctor who's next to you. If you think about it in that regard, when it changes your prayer life, it changes the way you see scripture. And most powerfully, it changes your relationship with Jesus Christ when you realize that he truly is with you. You know, again, we see John 3.16, we have Resurrection Sundays, as you said, and all these things about Jesus being alive, but we never actually come to the revelation that Jesus is alive. You know, it's, it's interesting to me because a friend once said to me that God's not to be understood, he's to be revealed. So God is so amazing and so incredible in his power and his nature that we can't truly understand him unless he reveals something to us. And that day when you made that statement, Pastor Steve, God opened something up in my heart to be able to see Jesus and be with Jesus in a whole new way. Praise God. Yeah, you're you're discussing this idea of revelation. This yeah. And and that's a, a simple a definition of that would be knowledge that's revealed. An uncovering, if you will. Yeah, and un- the taking uncovering. away of the veil. Yes. And I love this picture because God, the Bible says, is an ever ready, present help in the time of need. Yes. And I'm thinking about the history when the disciples were in the boat and Jesus was sleeping. Yes. And the way the storm comes and the waves are crashing. And the Greek says that they were in the process of dying. The ship was going down. Yes. And they woke Jesus up and they said, don't you care that we are dying, that we are perishing? And then Jesus, you know, as we know, the history says he, he, he calms, he speaks to the wind and the waves and everything becomes completely still. And I think that a lot of us need to know that Jesus is in the boat the whole time. Yes. That he's present. I think when we realize that we'll call on him in a different way. So talk to us about what will happen to our expectation if we know that Jesus is in the boat. Yeah. So what you're really referring to here is an issue. It's an issue of faith, right? And in its very simplest form, faith is believing that what God said is true, right? So believing God, believing his word. And in, It's a very interesting scripture in Hebrews chapter 11 and where it's placed in Hebrews 11. It says that he who he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, what's interesting about this is that it's placed in the middle of of what we would term the faith chapter where we have former disciples, Old Testament prophets going going through going through all types of trials and persecutions and all this type of stuff. And the scripture also says that without faith, it's impossible to please him in the same place. 
but what really caught my attention there is, is that we must believe that he is. And, and in other words, we must believe that he exists. And, and the way God revealed himself to the Israelites when he first was introduced to them was as I am. And in the Hebrew, I am actually means to exist. So this idea of knowing that Jesus is alive and that he's active amongst us, it comes to me from the, the idea that he exists, that he is. And in order for us to truly have faith, which is the, the uh, center point of healing, right? we must come to God. The word of God tells us that we can boldly come to the throne of grace to find help in our time of need. How can I boldly come to the throne of somebody who's not alive mm. or boldly come to the throne of somebody whom I don't know or boldly come to the throne of somebody whom I believe is merely a legend or a distant memory? Mm. So everything begins with this idea that God is right. And in order for us to come to him, we must believe that he is. Well, he is what? He is alive, that he is existing, that he is active that he loves us, mm. that he is love. I think all of this comes from the, the cornerstone of faith, right? And, and that is really a beautiful revelation to me when I realized that God is and that he knows me and he is love and that he loves me and he wants me to be well. He wants me to be whole from a spirit, soul, and body level. Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 to 27, is where we see this history of Jesus in the boat. Yes. And you're making this connection about faith. And mm -hmm. I want to read this verse because it's exactly what Jesus did. It says in verse 26, after they woke him up, but he said to them, Why are you fearful? Oh. O you of Little, Little faith. faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Verse 27, so the men marveled, saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Oh. John, could you talk to us about this idea of what this expectation you're speaking about, this, this idea we need to believe that he is, that he exists, that he loves us? What does it do to the fear in our life? Because I really believe so many of us struggle, especially when we're sick. Yes. With fear. You know, when we're sick is where the rubber meets the road, right? And, and this whole idea of fear, the word of God tells us that perfect love casts out fear. And when I realized that Jesus is perfect love, that he is love. What do I have to fear? Now, there's a difference between the emotion of fear and the spirit of fear, in my opinion. If you just get news that you have cancer or that you have some sort of illness, of course, the emotion of fear is going to rise up in us. That's normal. That's that fight or flight, you know, that God put in us as a, as a gift, actually, in order for our preservation. But what we cannot allow is for the spirit of fear, which is the enemy, to rise up in our lives and take control of our lives. When I realized that the storm raging didn't sink the boat, right? That Jesus was in there sleeping perfectly calm. And if you think about it, a boat doesn't sink because 
there are waves around it or because there's a storm. A boat sinks because it fills up with water. So if we don't allow the, our, our boat, our vessel to fill up with fear, then we won't sink. And if we don't sink, then we can move forward without the spirit of fear in faith, believing God, knowing that he loves us, knowing that he's with us and even in us and that he wants us well. One thing I would add to it, Pastor Steve, many of us either don't realize or don't know that Jesus Christ is the creator of all things. Mm. And, and we, don't, we don't treat him that way. Right? Jesus being the creator and Jesus being the same yesterday, today, and forever means that he doesn't change. To me, healing is an act of creation. It's God who created the human body. It's God who created all things, and all things are from him, through him, and in him, and for him. God, with one simple word, can command our healing. So if you put this together, God is there, he's alive, he's perfect love, and he's a creator. Yes. You get this picture that it's going to cause him to be released. Yes. But here's the great tragedy that I think we need to address. If we don't expect or receive or believe this, then the power of God for a creative miracle or a healing or for the casting out of the spirit of fear will only be potential blessing. Potential power. Potential power. It won't be kinetic power. It won't be moving power. It'll just be there, but it won't have effect. This is a topic that really touches my heart because so many times, especially in our services and healing meetings, God is there. He's with the people, but the preaching, the worship, the instruction is elevating people's faith. Yes. And then we pray and activate and release that potential power into kinetic power. It enters their body and they get healed. And I can't tell you how many times, especially in recent days, I've thought to myself, my goodness, God, I'm thankful that they got healed, but that power was there for them every day that they've been suffering. Yes. So do you think that we've actually been bankrupt or lacking because we're not actually releasing what's already there? He's already there. You know, what's, what, what's, what's interesting, and I've thought about this topic a lot as well, obviously. When we look at what was going on in Hebrews 11, and God says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. And he who comes to God must believe that God is, and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, by the way. The, the word diligent is in there. And we live in a world right now that has so many distractions. And oftentimes, Christianity is is experienced as a religion and not the true power of God. Mm. 
And, and what does that mean? It means that it, it's similar to having a wall that's wired, but you never plug the plug into the wall to turn on the light. Yeah. And, and often that's what happens. We're walking in darkness. We have the plug in our hands, but we don't know to go plug it into the wall. So, so I believe that's where faith comes in is where faith is that connector between the power and the light socket, if you will, in the lamp. Right. And, and, and many of us, because we don't experience God as being alive or as being good or as being love, we're walking around with potential energy that never gets connected to God. This makes me think of the woman who had a flow of blood. Yeah. For 12 years. Yes. They're all pressing in on Jesus. They're yes. not only touching him, they're pressing in on him. She touches the hem of his cloak, the lowest part of him, and she gets instantaneously healed. But everybody else, they didn't get it. And look at the sacrifices that she made to get to Jesus. First of all, she was considered unclean at that time. She shouldn't have been going to touch the rabbi, right? He wasn't allowed to touch her. And in faith, she makes her way through the crowd to grab hold of his garment, thinking the whole time, if I could just touch him, I will be made well. She didn't, she didn't approach Jesus with doubt. She approached him actually with, with um, what's the word that I'm looking for, a, a degree of urgency. And, and I think sometimes in Christianity, we don't have that urgency today because we've, we don't, our mind is not set on heavenly things. It's set on earthly things. Mm. And we approach healing as something earthly, as something natural when it's not, it's yeah. the power of heaven. This oh, is, man. this is heavenly power. When you were searching for that word of how she sought him, my mind was going right back to the verse you brought up. Yeah. Hebrews 11 verse six. She diligently sought him. Yes, she did. And she believed that he is. And she had faith. And she moved that potential power into kinetic power and she got healed. Yes. Um, certainly diligently seeking him will include a whole lot of other things in Hebrews eleven six, But still, she earnestly pressed through a crowd to get to him and, and got this. What you're sharing would mean that the body of Christ is literally sitting upon the all-powerful, almighty love of God, the power of God. And meanwhile, we're living as if we're poor in the realm of healing. And the, the, the beauty is that Jesus is the word become flesh. He'll always be the word, right? He is the word become flesh. And when we look at Genesis chapter one, how did God create everything in our natural universe? And God said, you, you mentioned earlier the word release. Jesus Christ is a release of God's power into the natural. Amen. <clears throat> right? So when we come to him and, and we allow him, when we grab hold of the hem of his garment, we're grabbing hold of the power of God that was released into the natural, that all God, God had to say was light be in the entire universe burst into motion, where that same power is available already inside of us, because Jesus is in us if we can just tap in through faith. 
So powerful. I, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to take the liberty according to you. That was a powerful statement. Jesus Christ is the release of God's power into our natural yes. world. Wow. This would mean that if we pray, God, please send help. Yes. That we've missed it. Yes. It's already there. It's or oh, hallelujah. We need to know this. We need to receive this. I think that so many people right now who may be suffering, maybe thinking, oh God, will you help me? God, will you heal me? And meanwhile, God is saying, I've already sent my son. And Pastor Steve, the other thing that we do is we have a tendency to separate Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They're all one. They're all one. So if Jesus Christ is in us, the Father is in us. If the Holy Spirit is in us, Jesus Christ is in us. They're all one. Praise God. So this would mean when we see Jesus, we see the Father. When we see Jesus's heart, we see the Father's heart. Amen. And Jesus healed all those who came to him in Scripture. So we're going to go back to a point before we end here, which I believe is critical to all of this. We need the revelation. We need the unveiling of this in each of our heart. Because it needs to be mixed with faith, right? Yeah. Because the only people where Jesus, the only place rather where Jesus couldn't do many mighty works was when they didn't believe who he was. Yes. That was in Mark 6. And he, yes. here, the miracle worker, the provision here, let's say the, the release of God's power into the natural world was right there in his hometown. And they couldn't really deeply partake of it because they didn't receive him. He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently. So this is the decision right now that you who may be listening really need to consider. Have you believed that God is? Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Let's go further. Do you believe that he's truly alive? Yes. Let's even go further. Do you believe that he lives inside of you who have received him? And let's go still further. Do you believe that he will not only be in your boat, but calm the wind and the waves of the sea? This is all surrounding the question of, do you believe that he is and that he will do what he desires to do? Yes. John, will you pray yes. for those right now who say, I want to receive Jesus? Yes. That he is. And then, and then maybe pray for this revelation of what it means that, my goodness, his, he's right here and ever ready, present help. It says that in Psalm 46, verse 1, he is an ever ready, present help. Please, come on, help, help, help us to receive this. Yeah, hallelujah. I love that term, ever ready. That means that he doesn't slumber, that he doesn't sleep that he is always there making intercession for the saints. So, Father, yes, I pray for all those who will hear this podcast, Lord, all those who are struggling with their health, Lord, all those who are struggling with knowing you, Lord, with believing who you are, 
and that you're alive. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would lift the veil from our eyes, Lord, that you would uncover this mystery, Lord, that Jesus Christ is resurrected, that he no longer is in the grave. Father, I pray that we would get that revelation that if Jesus Christ lives in us, then the power of God is already in us, ready to be released into our lives. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that we would connect with you by faith. Father, I pray, Lord, that where there's unbelief, that you would replace it with faith. Father, I thank you that you are a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that if you were healing yesterday, you're healing today, and you'll be healing until our bodies are glorified in heaven. So, Father, for anybody right now who is struggling with any illness in the name of Jesus, I pray that the power of God would enter. Well, let me rephrase that. I pray, Lord, that your power would, would rise up in them, that it would be released within them, Lord, and that it would eradicate disease, that it would eradicate depression, that it would eradicate uh, um, um, anything that is causing dis-ease in our body. Father, I thank you that you are God who loves us and we boldly come to your throne right now to find help from the God who is ever-present in our time of trouble. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are a God who heals us and that you are healing right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you right now. You who just received this prayer, receive the work of it. Yes. God is doing it now. He's with you right, right there now. in your room, in your car, in your kitchen. Thank you, Lord, for touching your people, God, right now. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Oh, Pastor John, so great to have you with us. Again, if you have a question for Pastor John, he is one of our key leaders uh, of our Every House ministry. Just send an email to contact at everyhousenow.org, and we'll make sure that Pastor John sees your question and that we respond to you. We want to build that relationship with you. We know that it's easy to feel alone out there. But Every House is here to help pray with you and to help answer your questions. Again, if you have a topic that you'd like to be on this podcast, email us at contact at everyhousenow.org. We've got a free gift for you. It's all about giving you some scriptures about your identity in Christ. To get that free gift, just text HEALING to 97000. And we'll also get you on our mailing list so you cannot miss anything happening in our ministry. Well, may the Lord Jesus Christ bless you. Follow this podcast. Share it with a friend. And we look forward to speaking with you next week. God bless you. God bless. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett. And you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. 
There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.